Hello and welcome to the United Sisters podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Okoje, but my friends call me Amal. I'm a doctor, a mom, an entrepreneur, business strategist, transformational coach, and the founder of United Sisters, an organization dedicated to inspiring, empowering ladies whilst challenging the status quo. I am obsessed with helping women find their voice and understand their true potential, purpose and passion, regardless of their creed and culture. This podcast is dedicated to helping you up-level every aspect of your life. Join me for today's episode as we unearth the power that already lies within you. Hello, ladies. It's your girl, Okoje. I am super excited to have our next guest here with us. We've got a really, really, really special lady here today who is going to be sharing some love tips with us. I'm so, so excited. But I'll just tell you literally about this lady. It's Tina. Her name is Tina Gesso. Tina's unique personal journey to achieving life success has led her to her one true passion, helping people to attract love into their life by finding your inner sexy girls. Mm. A program she created to help people reconnect with their own passions. And speaking of helping people find love, she's also the co-founder of Love in Sync, a new concept dating website for singles who are passionate about personal growth. Just briefly, just want to share about her uh, career journey in her first career, fulfilled by her other passion for higher education. She started working for a financial service company specializing in educational savings plans. And at the core of her program is the strong belief that every human has unlimited potential. And with perseverance, the right support and guidance through coaching, great achievements are possible. Before leaving, Tina was honored with a Hall of Fame award for her contribution to companies success. Tina has over 30 years, successful years in sales, recruitments and training industry. And honestly, I'm truly, truly honored to have her here. Her new business, Love and Sync, and was designed to fill a gap of what was really what it really takes to effectively bring singles together in the world of love. I'm so excited to have Tina. So let me introduce you to Tina, my dear friend, who is going to share so much today. We're so, so, so honored to have you here, Tina. Thank you so much for taking time out of your very busy schedule. Akoje, thank you so much for that wonderful introduction. I can't wait to hear it. 
It's amazing. <laughs> and I am truly honored to be here. You're such a cherished friend. And uh, I was really honored to be amongst your first guests. Yay! Yeah. So Tina, I really want to hear from you what brought you to this point of starting this dating website, Love and Sync, after 30 years in different professions. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so it's pretty interesting because I come from a bit of a, it's an important field, but it's a bit of a dry field, right? Mm. <laughs> Financial services. And what's the relationship with dating and finding love, right? Mm. It's a complete 180, as a matter of fact. But the common ground is, um, you know, working from a point of passion, right? right? So whatever I've done in my life, it's always been something that I pursued because I felt there was a calling. Right. And uh, so for my first one, I started with financial services. I was coming out of university with a huge financial debt. Hmm. And when I found out about this program uh, that helps parents save for their kids' education so they can graduate from university completely debt-free, I said, oh, my God, if only my parents had known about that years ago. And uh, there was unlimited earning potential as well and opportunities to move up the ladder. Right. right. So I just jumped on it. I didn't really know. I had no sales training whatsoever mm. because I absolutely loved what I was doing, meeting people and uh, bringing them solutions so their kids could, you know, do whatever they wanted to in their lives because they had the gift of education. Yeah. Oh, my God. You know, every family deserves the program that I'm offering. Right. And then after 30 years, within 30 years, I was enrolling third generations, right? So the babies I enroll at the beginning then became parents and then were taking the plans for their kids. Wow. Right. So, you know, that type of continuity and that type of human contact was, was really priceless. And um, I would say what was also priceless is the fact that I was working with, um, I decided not to work by myself anymore, <laughs> that I wanted to work with other people who are interested in doing what I was doing. Right. So I simply showed them the ropes, coached them and supported them and ended up building, um, not intentionally, but it just kind of happened that way because I really love what I was doing and I really took it personal, you know, mm. the success of mm. all my reps. So as a result, I actually built one of the biggest organizations, uh, agencies that this company had ever had. Wow. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So what and was, what was the power skill? What was the one thing that you felt that allowed you to do that? I know you talk about passion and you were really into it and you saw the, the, the value it brought to people, but what was the one thing that you thought looking back really allowed you to go from, you know, from A to Z really, should I say? Well, um, you know what? I think the glue in all of that was personal growth and personal development work. Right. Right. Totally agree. From the beginning, I, uh, I was exposed by our head offices and the executive team to the works of people like Zig Ziglar, Anthony Robbins, uh, right, Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich, yes. Brian Tracy. I was going to all of their seminars and I was reading quite voraciously, you know, everything that they had to offer. 
remember watching all of those. I don't know if you remember these, these infomercials that would come on in the middle of the night by Tony Robbins and Lisa Gibbons. I was buying all of his stuff. Really? Yes. I, I mean, I, 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 I didn't because I wasn't in America, I was in the UK, so, but I, I listened to lots of his CDs and that really actually impacted my life so much. So yeah. you listened to Zig Ziglar and Tony Robbins. Who else was the, who else were the people you were listening to? And, um, Jack Canfield. So I would say that Tony and Zig, Zig gave me the practical tools of sales. And right. I'll never, ever forget, you know, a lot of his, like one thing, um, do you mind if I share with you a couple of little nuggets? Yes, that I please. This is juicy. <laughs> <laughs> well, it certainly was for me when I was, uh, when I was into it and still am because that still resonates with me. Mm. And with Zig Ziglar, it was uh, whenever you're trying to, whenever you're deciding whether or not to engage in an activity, mm. ask yourself the question, is this activity going to bring me closer to or further away from my goal? Hmm. Right? So it always helped me in my choices of what decisions hmm. I was going to make. You know what I mean? If I had some important work goals and... Um, uh, for example, I had, you know, to go out with friends or to do different things that weren't necessarily going to take me to my goal within that time defined period, then I would always opt for the activity that would take me closer to my goal. When you say a defined period, do you normally give yourselves, some people talk about, you know, in terms of sales, like a 90 day blast or a three months target or a year target? How did you kind of how did you break things down for you in terms of your goals? Yeah, that's a really good question. So I was basically following my guides, those mentors at the time. And uh, I think it was Brian Tracy. I they pretty much all have similar types of guidelines when it mm. comes to setting goals. So what I did is I started, my first significant goal was achieved uh, by working with a vision board. Right. Right. So I set myself a one-year time frame. Right. And within that year, I wanted, for example, to have my I had just started in my career like a couple of years before and I wanted to buy myself a house and I wanted the money to buy myself the house <laughs> within a year. So yeah. that amount of money was on my vision board. What I needed as the payment towards the house, a picture of a beautiful home. And then I had my mission statement that I was reading, my um, affirmations that I was reading out every single morning. And then I broke those yearly goals into monthly goals, weekly goals, and daily goals. Mm. Right? Always with an eye on the prize, the big goal. And uh, that worked so well. It wasn't just that, actually. In that time, it's really important that you can identify psychologically with that goal in terms of seeing yourself there. Mm. It's one thing to set a goal, but if you really don't visualize yourself being there or deserving of that goal, it won't necessarily happen. So that deservability was really important. Oh, I'm so sorry. I've got to stop you that. Deservability. I love that term. Yeah. <laughs> in your mind, right? In your right. mind. But like, yeah. how do you, how do you, I, honestly, when I was looking at my vision board, we, I went to a vision board party just as you're talking. And one of the things I realized is that I struggled. It's not like I don't have a goal, but I really struggled with feeling like I deserved it. 
how do you overcome that feeling of, yes, I want it, but in reality is I don't feel like I deserve it? I had a very specific experience that helped me enormously that I'm going to tell you about. But I think in general, when it comes to issues or feelings of feeling like you really deserve what Mm. you're going for, it's really important to um, identify it. And what I did, what I have done at other times in other exercises is I've written it down and then I put the opposite, you know, that I, I didn't see myself necessarily deserving, for example, this house because, you know, who am I after mm. all, mm. you know, who do I think I am, that mm. type of thing. And then I would write that down and then I would put the opposite. Hmm. I'm a great human being and I deserve to have this wonderful, gorgeous house and I'm <laughs> and I'm darn well going to get there. Yes. So I took the paper with all the negative thoughts and I burned it. Wow. Right? And then I had the affirmations on the other side. Now, in my, and also what helped me is that during that year, this was back, I'll tell you the numbers, back in the late 80s, I was, uh, and this wasn't so bad at the time and I was working on sales, 100% commission. So my first year I earned 35,000 Canadian, which mm. wasn't so bad for the first year, no experience, mm. fresh out of university. And then I met a friend of mine who had the same education, came from the same town, we had the same socioeconomic background and she earned, she told me in her sales job in Toronto, I'm in Montreal, she earned 70,000, double what I had earned. And I said, I was so happy for her, you know? And then I said, if she's there, honey, I'm going to be there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Good on you. Well, just because she raised your standards, right? She was me. I saw me in her so she could do it. So then definitely I could, right? There was no question in my mind. Then with the vision board, I didn't work harder. I just had a different expectation of the outcome. Whoa. Love that. A different expectation of the outcome. You didn't work harder. Oh my God. Big. No. No. That's a light bulb moment for me there. That's huge. That was huge for me. That was huge for me. And it was because I went through those types of experiences and those types of light bulb moments, I knew how to coach my reps going forward. Right? Is when you've walked through it yourself. Uh, you and you genuinely want other people to have that level of success, if yes. not more. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, one of my mentees that I hired, she was working in a factory um, and uh, she was new to the country and um, she really was ambitious, but didn't know where to get started. Right. So I saw a great potential in her, she, a wonderful, wonderful lady really believed in education and seemed ambitious. Anyway, by the time I left, she had significantly higher sales because I promoted her because she was doing so well. Mm. I mentored her and uh, yeah, made sure that she got the promotions and whatnot. So at the end, even though she was, you know, kind of achieved to my level, which was great, she was, she had much higher sales than my agency did at the end when I left. Oh my God. Which is beautiful. Right, which was absolutely beautiful when your apprentice, so to speak, surpasses you. Yes. I just take that as a big compliment to me, quite honestly. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> but you know, the thing I find about it, you could you're talking about it and you're so passionate about it. How were you able to walk away from that career into what you're doing? What was the pull to this new 
part of yourself. Because, I mean, you're doing a dating website. It's so different. Well, maybe I see it as very different to sales <laughs> and financial services. So what pulled you into this path? That is such a good question. And it took me five years to leave. It was not easy. You just yeah. hit the nail on the head because I was very passionate about yeah, it, particularly about my clients and my reps and all my experiences, because that was really the place where I grew, where I yeah. grew up, you know? So, and it was who, it was my identity for a long time. So after 32 years, it took me five years to pull away wow. from it. <clears throat> From the time I knew that there was something else, because, you know, as you start approaching 50, you think, okay, that's one half of my life. Do I want to, even though it's been great to me and I've loved it, do I want to be doing the same thing for the rest of my life? Yeah. Or do I want to seek out another challenge? If I've been successful here, maybe I can be successful somewhere else. Yes. You so don't look your age, by the way. I just had um, to say that. <laughs> you are gorgeous. You so don't look your I wish I looked like you at that age. Just say we can continue. <laughs> you just keep on smiling and you're going to be. So that's the trick, right? Smile, girls. Smile. <laughs> be happy, you know, be happy with what you do. And that's so it has been key just being continuing to keep the fire alive, right? Mm. For all of those years. So that's why it took me five years. I felt the need to go on to do something else, but I didn't know what it was, especially since I knew it had to be something to ignite me, at least as much as what I was currently doing. Mm. And then um, I divorced and started online dating. And, um, you know, I've had a few relationships in the meantime, but in, it's been almost 11 years since my divorce now, right? Mm. So last year, myself and my dear, dear friend, Susan, who happens to be a love and relationship coach, Susan mm. Hum, mm. very gifted coach, as a matter of fact. Mm. And uh, we, were, we knew we wanted to start something together with kind of like an inside-outside concept in the sense that she was like, like I said, a very gifted coach. And for me, you know, I just, I've always been passionate also about style for mm. myself, even interior decorating and that type of thing. It was just something I kind of did on the side uh, for fun, you know, for myself, for friends and, uh, and all of that. And I, and then we were thinking, okay, coaching with a style aspect. And then one evening we were having dinner and I was just going over my latest misadventure in the world of online dating. <laughs> and then I banged my fist. I literally banged my fist on the table of Koji. And I said, if I was in charge of a dating website, this is how I would do it. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Love and Sync was created. <laughs> exactly. She said, ta-da. <laughs> That's it. So that was last May. So quite right. quickly. Well, May, of yeah, exactly. Exactly. So no, May of 2018, we started the dating website in September. So it's been a little over a year since right. we've been working on it. It just right. recently launched, as a matter of fact. And um, congratulations. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Definite uh, passion project, that's for sure. But in the meantime, what I realized is... Um, 
you know, and you and I had met through a mastermind group as well as through the Facebook live, seeing each other back and forth. And through doing those Facebook lives, what I realized is that the style aspect, albeit fantastic and finding your inner sexy, which is so important to keeping yourself as a person, a woman, or even a man, you know, Mm. alive, um, and just keeping those juices going and keeping your zest for life going. Mm. That was super, super important. But I also wanted to approach it from the coaching aspect, right? From the mindset aspect. Because, you know, doing a total transformation is not just about changing your clothing or your hairstyle, Mm. right? It's about the mindset behind it and the self-esteem and self-image and all of that. So that's where I'm going at finding your inner sexy from that standpoint, right? And because everybody is such an individual. Right. So what for somebody like me, as you know, I'm separated. I'm, I'm going down that route. What would you, what kind of tips would you give to me? looking to find my inner sexy and to redefine myself because that was one of the things I struggled with initially was really finding my new self in this new space you know obviously when I got married I was 20 now I'm like in my early 40s it's different and the landscape has changed um and I've obviously got three kids different so what would you tell me how do I know how to find my inner sexy (laughs) (laughs) and what style should I be going for (laughs) Well, just look at yourself first, you know, in terms of what, who, who are you and what do you want? What do you want in a relationship, right? So based on the type of person that you want to attract, who you are first and foremost, and your own self-image, it really starts from your self-image, right? Mm. And um, so that's definitely something to look at how you see yourself. and. Um, is how you see yourself really what you're projecting? Because if there's a conflict between both, mm. you know, how you see yourself versus the image that you're projecting, there's a little bit of incongruency. Mm. You know I mean, and sometimes the style is a reflection. It's just something is off with the style with the person because they're not necessarily congruent. So it's really important to, you know, take a look at this in terms of, you know, um, totally how you see, see yourself and do you truly love yourself and do you show yourself self-love on a regular basis? You know, are you taking care of yourself? Are you filling your cup? Are you do, moving your body? Whatever mm. that is, right? Is it a yoga class? Mm. Is it, I love doing, I feel sexy when I'm doing weights. Wow. Strong and powerful. And when I see those muscles popping, I go, wow, you know, I really, and yoga. I have a friend of mine who just um, enrolled in a burlesque class. Oh my God, that'd be fun. Right? Move your body. And another friend of mine who enrolled in a belly dancing course. Yes. I was thinking of doing salsa. There you go. All that really helps too, because you're honestly one of the few people that I know that literally just radiates, like radiates you know, and that radiation is so attractive. So I guess it's all this is all about building your inner sexy, rich radiates, whether exactly. you're in the workplace or any, wow. Big and time. especially finding your passion, I would say. 
right? Is huge. It's huge. And it's, you know, um, I'm doing, I'm currently completing the train the trainer program by Jack Canfield. And that is actually one huge module that I worked on. And I've actually offered that as a masterclass for free as I'm practicing it. And it's about finding your life purpose and your life passion, which is essentially finding something that you love to do, which is sometimes you may even underrate it because it's so easy for you to do. Mm. right? And it's kind of like your superpower that you can do without thinking. Even when you're tired, you love doing it. Mm. I like tidying up. (laughs) Is that a good thing? (laughs) I like cleaning. I don't know if it's my surgical clean. I like things nice and clean. (laughs) Something within organization, who knows? You know, Mm. I have a friend who just wings out on uh, um, ancestry things and she turned that into her business, genealogical you know, doing family yes. trees. She eats, breathes, and just, you know, abs- and she was working in financial services. Now she does this full time. And she she is so fantastic at it. Wow. Oh, my God. Right, so whatever it is, whatever floats your boat, whatever <laughs> really gets you going, even if you cannot change your job right mm. now for financial reasons or family reasons or whatever, mm. Even if you're able to turn it into a hobby, a really interesting hobby or a Mm. side hustle. Mm. Because one thing I can tell you is that when you're talking, I love talking to people who are truly into what they're doing, Mm. you know, who absolutely love it. And when they talk about it, like their eyes shine and um, you can just see it just permeates you know, through their skin that they, that they love it. And talking to a member of the opposite sex on a date, right? When they're talking to you in that term, I mean, that is super, super attractive. So true. So tell me, let's go down to this dating again. (laughs) (laughs) So tell me about Love and Sync. Who's your avatar, would I say? And what tips would you give for people who are looking for love again? So tell me a little bit about Love and Sync. Yeah, for sure. So love and well, there's a couple of different things. So there's love and sync itself. So one of the reasons that um, it came to be is because of the swiping, ghosting, and catfishing culture. Have do are you familiar with those terms that no. currently exist in online dating? Nope. Oh my god, I'm new to, to this. Okay. <laughs> So I hope you never encounter these things, by the way, but I have lived it up front and personal, and it is prevalent out there. And it's basically bad behavior that's become so acceptable so that normally people who do not exhibit this bad behavior start it themselves because it's the norm. Okay. So the first is ghosting. So ghosting happens when somebody just disappears like a ghost. Right. So you could be in the middle of texting someone. They could say, Oh, you sound so interesting. I can't wait to talk to you. Da da da. Okay. That's great. When would you like to chat? And then they just disappear. Right. Or you go on a date with somebody and it's amazing. They said, Oh, yeah, I'm going to give you a call tomorrow. I can't wait to get together again. And then you never hear from them again. What's the point of that? Exactly. So that's called ghosting. Right. So, and what's wrong with saying, you know, um, I don't think it's going to work for whatever reason. I don't think it's going to work. Thank you very much. And I wish you lots of luck in finding your love. What's wrong with saying that? Absolutely. Right? It's just the respectful thing to do. We all want to be treated. We we should all treat others like we want to be treated. Keep that in mind. You shouldn't go wrong. Um, 
And catfishing, oh my gosh, I just had a huge catfisher. I did a huge live about it to, <laughs> as a public announcement, a <laughs> public service. And that Stop was. It. The, oh, <laughs> this guy seemed so amazing, amazing. A Koji, you would not believe he was freakishly handsome, although I didn't hold that against him. <laughs> Really intelligent and funny. and But the thing of it was, he was never available because soon after we started chatting, he had to take a business trip out of town. Mm. So he said, so, and he said, oh, my phone, I can't, and I wanted to do a video chat. So I can't do a video chat because my phone is hooked up to this thing with my work. All these credible excuses. Mm. So we're chatting like for six weeks He's on the job. One of his workers got hurt. He's crying on the phone with me. It just seems so credible, right? But finally, at the end, he asked me for money to help him finance a project. A catfisher is someone that projects to be somebody else, pretends to be somebody else, sets us this whole thing, puts a web to draw you in. And his supposedly his wife had died of cancer and his son had committed suicide. Oh, like no. Sympathy and the empathy to draw you in. And then they ask you for money. Oh, that's, that's terrible. Awful. It's really terrible. So for those types of things, we want to, you know, hopefully totally eliminate on our site. So in order to verify people's identity, they have to do a video. Oh, yes. How do you how do you think people how do because it was I remember starting to do you see how I'm like stammering because when I was doing my Facebook live I started it I was so scared I know it's great (laughs) (laughs) I know it's great (laughs) how how are they finding it then do you feel people are quite responsive to it they don't have a choice Right. So we there was a part of our software which wasn't available to be able to show them how to upload it. We just got that fixed today. Okay. So it'll be operational by Friday. But still in the meantime, we had one person upload their video. So the thing of it is, is that if it's we give them a tips and sample videos. Right. Right. So they have a guideline at least to go by. And the idea is the fault. First of all, our market, our target, we're a niche market, right? We're focusing on those people who are in the personal develop, the world of personal development. Uh So already, hopefully, you know, with that in common, they know the importance of portraying who they really are. Right. First of all. And secondly of all, they know the importance of working into their inspiration and their passion. So when we ask people to do a video, it's not just, hey, I'm a Koje and I've got yeah. this gorgeous accent and I'm a doctor. Like, come <laughs> over. Right? They're not going to be saying that, although that's great. They'll be saying, hey, my name is a Koje. And, uh, you know, the moment in my life where I felt the most inspired was the moment in my life right. I felt the most loved the, mo- the the number one thing on my bucket list that I just did last year was, right, right. you know what I mean? Something right. that speaks to their heart. Yes. Speaks to their heart, who they are, really who they are inside comes out a lot right. more. Right. Right. So being very vulnerable, really, you have to yes. be able to, yeah. Wow. So that will like get rid of a lot of people <laughs> and only bring to the table sincere people, I, I would imagine, and we're only marketing within the realm of personal development, 
right? We're doing things on social media and whatnot, and we're doing podcasts like this, um, as well as uh, other things that we have in the works. It's going to be a surprise for the new year that are basically targeted towards those in the personal development community. Of course, everybody is welcome worldwide, by the way. We're going to be going global, and we're targeting like the 35, 40 age range up to the age of 60. Wow. I, I fit right into that. <laughs> you are perfect. And I have a, another tip for you. Yay, bring it, it on. It can help a lot of people. My number one tip is to figure out what you want in a partner and make a list, if you mm. haven't already done so, of maybe like 10 to 15 qualities. Not 100. I've seen lists up to 100, right? His nose should be straight. His teeth have to be straight. You know, a full head of hair. Well, this should be... <laughs> I want that. I want a full head of hair. <laughs> I want that. <laughs> they can do like hair surgery these days. So, I mean... <laughs> whatever, whatever is important for you. But what we try to coach people on is to try to focus on the qualities that are the most important internal qualities that you yes. want in a person, right? Are they respectful? Are they open-minded? Are they, do they also, would you prefer they also be interpersonal growth? Mm. Right. And are they fun loving? Uh, do they like to travel? right? Are they independent, right? Mm. In other words, and sometimes what's a good idea to do to get your list started, by the way, is start with a list of all the things you don't want in a person, Mm. right? And I adjust my list as I go on. Like one of my last boyfriends, for example, had a surprise problem that I wasn't aware of when we started off. And that is there was an addiction to alcohol. A surprise problem. Yeah. Well, he just, I just didn't know. I didn't know until several months into it because it was a long distance relationship. Right, right. Right. And it was only when we were spending time together, I realized it. So then addiction free got added to my list. (laughs) So having that list is very specific. We we have all heard about the law of attraction, right? So it's really important. Just like on your vision board, you put the things there that you want to attract into your life. Just the same thing as love. I have my list in a honey pot with a rose quartz, which is the quartz of love. Wow. Right? You're, you're, wow. You're really on a mission here. <laughs> <laughs> so what I will do, if I was going onto this website, I will have to fill my details, do some a video and really share from my heart. And then what happens? You can tell I've never done this. You people just look at this website and literally you choose who you want to get in touch with. Is that how it works? And well, they really are an online dating group. <laughs> <laughs> no idea. This is beautiful. Okay. So, some websites, and we do as well, we have a matchmaking algorithm. So, based on the answers to some questions that we give you, we match you up with somebody based on your, your compatibility, based right. on your answers. Right. So that's number one. That's the algorithm matchup. We call it the affinity index. Mm. You're showing your level of affinity. The second thing is we have a real live Cupid who's going to be going behind the scenes. Right. And she's going to see that a Koje is on the line. And then uh, we see that there's someone, Max, that's right in your backyard right, is also online. But you haven't seen him for whatever reason. And we're going to try to put you guys together. Wow. 
right? So this is the different types of things that we're going to be doing. And I, to my knowledge, there's nobody that has like a live Cupid. Yes. No, no. I, I wouldn't know. <laughs> but I haven't heard of that. <laughs> And if you want, if you want, you can also take advantage of some of our coaching programs. We have style transformations that we do virtually, so you can mm. be anywhere in the world, mm. as well as uh, we have a profile coach. As you know, basically your profile is your description of who you are. Mm. And sometimes people have a hard job finding their their good qualities or just you know putting it into words, if you will. So we have someone that can help you with that. Mm. as well as we have a coaching series called the self-love series. And what is that about? So this is uh, a really great course that uh, Susan and her coaches have put together, my partner, Susan Hum. And uh, basically it's about getting to know the inner you. And sometimes that gets put to the side because of busy jobs and taking yeah. care of the kids and somebody yeah. that's doing a job at a master's at the same time can maybe identify with there's so many different things, so many yes. balls in the air. Yes. Sometimes you lose track of yourself a little yes. bit and you just wake up one day, well, why am I going for this after all? Like, who am I? What do I really want? So this is a great thing to do every now and then in terms of having a, a real serious look at who you are right now. And once again, your self-image and doing the things and working on the having the, uh, the devotion and um, the commitment to taking care of yourself and mm. loving yourself, mm. right? Because essentially speaking, it does show, it radiates when somebody really has a great sense of self-worth, right? And if you want somebody in your life that is of a great quality, maybe mm. you want to work on some things yourself so you can tr attract that type of a person. Right. right, right. So is this all online, the, all these trainings? Yes, yes. Wow. Yes, and oh. we have some master classes as well that we've we're really big proof of proof of concept people. So if we have these ideas, we put together. Either Susan has come across a situation in her coaching, and she's mm. had some amazing, amazing results in her love coaching uh, programs, as well as um, yeah, proof of concept for us is putting together classes. So we just finished our first master class called Elevate Your Love Game, and that went extremely well. And we're starting another one in January. What was the, um, sorry, the, the other one in January called what? Sorry, I caught you up there. Elevate, elevate your love game. Ah, what is that? So, you know, you, the other program you ran, what did you think, what was the main thing you found some of, you know, people in the group really struggled with? What was it? And what, what would be your big advice to all the people who attended or who would be looking to attend? What was the big thing they learned? <sighs> okay, so... Yay. <laughs> you're familiar. You're familiar with this phrase, I'm sure. Um, you don't know what you don't know, mm. right? Yeah. And it's only by going through this. We did a lot of meditations. Uh, we did as well a lot of visualization. Right. We did a lot of exercises between the classes. Once again, on uh, self-image, uh, finding your passion, your inner sexy. And um, creating your love story, right? What do you mean? Creating a love story. And uh, I like the sound of that. <laughs> and you have this smile, like you can feel your smile. When you say creating your love story, 
What what is that about? Yeah, so there's this great visualization that we take people through of, you know, seeing yourself in the next 10 years and you're meeting a friend on the street, right? And then you look at, you're explaining where your life is at this point, both in your career success as well as in love. Because, Akoji, I really believe that once you open your heart to love, you're opening your your heart to success. And even you don't have to do it in that order. I think I've been really successful in my career because my heart has always been open for one reason or another. <laughs> you know, I wow. don't, I'm not in a long-term relationship right now, but I've had very successful relationships. So I think opening your heart means opening your heart to every level of success, both in relationships as well as in your business, wow. right? So creating your love story is about opening your heart to your future success, visualizing your future success, both with your career, as well as with your ideal love story. Mm. You know, what does, where are you living? What does your house look like? You know, what does your love look like as you come home and you walk into the door? You know what I mean? Just feel it, sense it, smell it even, touch it. Right. And we go through a really special meditation for that. And it was like, whoa. <laughs> oh my God, it sounds people, amazing. People are just waking up. And um it's it's different for everybody. Yeah. You know what I mean? But knowing not knowing what you don't know or is pointing to the fact that we offer laser coaching as well. So let's say you're in the course, you come back the next week, oh, you know, Tina and Susan, I was out on the date this weekend, it went like this, and this is what happened. And then we do some coaching. And what the coaching inevitably reveals is something that the person right away knows mm. that it's, that it is inter- that's an internal truth for them, but they have never pinpointed before. They have never pinpointed before. I am, have been love coached. And just to give you an example, is that uh, in my last relationship, I was not really, I thought I was, but I really wasn't clear with what I ultimately, I wasn't clear with myself, what I wanted in the relationship. Ultimately, believe it or not, there was one final thing that I had not clearly identified. Obviously, if I haven't identified it to me, how can I identify it to the other person? What right? was holding you? What was stopping you from doing that? Because my pattern, and I don't mind sharing it because I think it could be helpful, is that I often would would fall for somebody's potential. Oh, you're saying some tough stuff here. (laughs) So isn't that what you're supposed to go for? Someone who has the potential to be that or, you know, and then you groom him up to be who he's supposed to be or... Well, what about just letting him come to you, dreaming him up however you want him to look like and to be, and just having him appear already already ready to go? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not up to us. This is my big takeaway, my huge lesson. This The last go around is that it's not up to me to change anybody, to mm. make them evolve, or to bring them at a level that I require them to be. They have to be who they are. 
right? So for in this particular instance, the guy that I was with, uh, at the beginning of our relationship, I told him how important personal development is. Mm. I eat, breathe, and talk about it a lot, Mm. right? And it's made me so successful. I feel I live a more elevated and happy life as a result result of that. Mm. So why would I let that go? Yes. Right? If anything, it's, uh, it's going, it's, you know, there's always different levels, right? Yes. So he said, oh, that's fantastic. Uh, I think I'm open to that. I read this book by Tony Robbins. I'd love to go to a seminar with you. So I thought, oh my God, fantastic, right? Hmm. And then towards the end, he wasn't reading the books. Finally, he wasn't going to the seminars. Not that I was nagging him. I was just watching, you know, and observing. Hmm. And then at the end, I said, you know, it's become a deal breaker for me. So that's another thing. We have to have what we're looking for. And we also have to have our deal breakers. And our deal breakers are essentially our standards. And if they cross the line of a deal breaker, then no way, Jose, you know, this is not going to go any further. So as I found out, that's become a deal breaker for me, that the person already has to be in personal development. Not promising to yes necessarily because this guy just you know it just did not work out at all and it became kind of passive aggressive and stuff like that anyway I was just very clear but haven't you had people who weren't in person maybe one of them wasn't into personal development and then when they met the other person they kind of were drawn into it and then they changed you've heard stories of that so in my mind I'll be thinking why can't this be different. You know, every circumstance is different. There were other things that weren't great. That's a really good point. There were other things that weren't great, right? So if everything else was absolutely perfect, but even then, if he had said absolutely not, and he was getting resentful of the time I would go away on seminars and stuff like that, then he's working against me. I don't feel supported, right? So that brings up other things. Right. That's a very good point. Right. It wasn't, let's say it wasn't personal development per se. It was just a passion that I have. Right. That he was not supportive of. So. Yes. So it was a deal breaker. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Thank you so much for sharing so openly about your personal journey, but giving us so much nuggets of how to really elevate our lives in different aspects. I love when you said, when you open your heart to love, you open your heart to success. Do you know what I mean? Because in many ways, you block yourself from receiving everything if you don't open your heart to love. And oh, my God, that really hit home for me. And also not going for potential, you know, not going for what somebody promises you and just saying this is not for me. And really coming to terms that that is major, major. So thank you so much for sharing. I just wanted to ask you a question. If you could complete the sentence. How would you complete it? Life is... (laughs) (laughs) At the risk of sounding cliche, life is beautiful. Life is beautiful and it's wonderful and it's ever-changing. And uh, unless... Oh, I'm sorry. I'm going on and on and maybe that's not exactly the answer that you're looking for. No. But I think it's a constant evolution. It's a constant evolution. And uh, I think it's important to welcome that evolution and that change and just to be a lifelong learner. Wow. That's incredible. So tell us what 2020's 
bringing what what are you going to be bringing in i know you talked about it but just share with our listeners where they can find you and how they can enroll onto these many courses because to be honest i didn't know there was all of this out there to equip you because to be frank no one really teaches you how to have a healthy loving relationship how to love yourself and go out there no one doesn't to know that you can get coached in this so you can avoid major pitfalls because sometimes when you're asking your friends and family they're so biased <laughs> so it's true right they're they're really biased and it's great to have a mutual party who specializes in how do people get hold of you if you could share with our listeners how they can get in touch with you that'd be so great Thank you, Koji. You're just so wonderful. You know that? <laughs> um, so definitely uh, loveinsync.com. And for the masterclasses, you can also find us on, on our Facebook page, Love in Sync, or on my uh, personal Facebook page where Susan and I do live Zoom videos three times a week on different subjects to do with love. And today's talk earlier was about pillow talk. <laughs> Oh my God. I don't even want to ask you what that's about. I'm just going to listen to it. <laughs> I love that pillow talk. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, thank you so much, Tina, for your time. You've been such an inspiration to us of really pure joy. I really wish you all the best for 2020. And I hope to have you back here again. So guys, just Tina! <laughs> Thank you, Tina. <laughs> Thank you. This has really been a blast and you are fabulous and you're going to have so many wonderful things to share with your listeners. I can't wait to see your evolution. Thank you so much, Akoje. You're welcome, Tina. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. If you've loved what you've heard, which I'm sure you have, then please go ahead and share the love, leave a review and subscribe. I would love to hear your thoughts, your ideas, your aha moments and your breakthroughs. You can connect with me on social media, on Instagram or Facebook by searching for Dr. Okoje Omo Okunkwo. You can find my details on the show notes. I'd love to add you to our Facebook United Sisters group where you'll get a daily dose of inspirational thoughts and insights. I can't wait to connect with you on our next episode. But until then, go out there, be bold, be beautiful and just be you.